The Ripsource podcasts are sponsored in part by Smart Communications. The management of OTC derivatives documentation is often inefficient, prone to errors, and trap vital commercial information. SmartDX is the cloud application for capital markets designed to accelerate the documentation process. All of the G15 investment banks and some of the largest energy and commodity companies trust SmartDX to help them simplify trade and relationship documentation for all market participants. To find out more, please go to smartcommunications.com and search products and SmartDX. Welcome to a DerivSource podcast. I'm Julia Schieffer, the founder and editor of DerivSource.com. In this podcast, we're talking about central counterparties. Now, the number of CCPs has mushroomed in Europe. And in this podcast, we're speaking to Jan-Peter Cronin, professor of finance at Goethe University's House of Finance, and also the director of the Center for Financial Studies and Research Center, SAFE. In this podcast, Professor Cronin makes the case for a single regulatory body to supervise all competing CCPs, as well as the need for a specific regulation and resolution framework for CCPs. Here is DerivSource reporter Lynn Strong and Dodds speaking to Professor Cronin. Hello. We are here today with Professor Jan Peter Cronin from Goethe University. We are talking to him about his paper predatory margins, and the regulation and supervision of central counterparty clearinghouses. Before we begin, Jan-Peter, I was wondering if you could just give us a little bit of your background, please. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be on the, this podcast. I'm Jan Kran from Frankfurt University, Goethe University in Frankfurt, and I'm directing a research center that works on financial sustainable architecture for finance in Europe. In your paper, Predatory Margins and the Regulation and Supervision of Central Counterparty Clearinghouses, you argue that CCPs pose a systematic risk. Can you please tell me what are the reasons behind that? The CCPs is a new invention. Central Counterparties is an institution that has been created for calming down the OTC derivative markets in the world. It is one of the largest entity in financial markets and it poses a lot of risk, at least that is what many people believe. And its sheer size and its activity has greatly contributed to the contagious developments that we have seen throughout the financial crisis after 2008. And the regulatory efforts that have been undertaken, both in the US as well as in the European Union, has also concentrated to pin down that risk, to reduce the risk from this dense network of exposures that the derivatives markets produce. And that has been done by creating central counterparties as the common counterparty for all standardized OTC transactions. So in that sense, the financial system has been greatly de-risked, one can say, because it is no longer easily possible that we have contagious effects that emerge from one shock. Central counterparty, who is the counterparty of all standardized derivative transactions, now itself a great risk in case it would have a default. Of course, the likelihood for having such a default is very, very small because the central counterparty 
requires margins, so collateral, from all its customers. But nevertheless, that event is at least possible. And if it would happen, it would be a great disaster. It would something to be something like the biggest conceivable risk that we now have in financial markets, the failure of such central counterparty, particularly if it is a large central counterparty. The risk that such a central counterparty would fall, fall down, is a risk that would remain with the fiscal authorities of the countries in which the counterparties, that is the banks, are located that make business with the central counterparty. So in that sense, to use a picture, it is like a big circus tent, this central counterparty, that basically covers all the participants in the financial markets and protects them also against small shocks. But this big circus tent has one tent pole, which is the CCP itself. And if it would fall, the whole tent would come down and would harm everybody sitting under it. And in that sense, it is very important that the fiscal authorities of these countries know that this risk exists and basically try to make all efforts to make the central counterparty a very stable institution. How can the existing regulatory and supervisory framework be adjusted to mitigate these risks? Well, the first and important thing is that this collateral or margin requirements that the CCP is asking for all of its clients are monitored by a supervisory agency. So that is made sure that the collateral that's been asked for is sufficient to make the central counterparty, in fact, a stable and resilient institution. It is important the supervisor that looks at the margin requirements has an overview over all central counterparties that exist in the market, in case there are several. Also, in some countries, we may have only one counterparty, central counterparty. In others, we may have many. It is important that the supervisor can observe all these central counterparties together because there is a lot of common exposure. There is a lot of netting potential that the supervisor has to take into consideration to decide whether the margins and the collateral put up is really large enough. What do you see as the main benefits that CCPs have and will bring to the financial system? Well, I think it is clear that the CCP brings two big advantages to the financial system. The first one is it destroys the contagion risk that otherwise would prevail in the financial system. So we have less contagion. And the second great advantage is it will reduce the overall collateral requirement in the financial system. This collateral requirement is in a, in a certain way additive. So if you have many relationships among banks that ask for collateral, you have to add up a lot of these margins with all your counterparties. If you bring it all together in a central counterparty, a lot of netting also of collateral can happen. And that means that the overall financial system, that is all the banks that are participating, will have to put up much less idle capital, so to speak, which is collateral capital, to make their system work. And that's the second big advantage. Do you think there are too many CCPs and that there should be further consolidation? 
Well, first of all, one has to realize that we have quite a large number of CCPs in Europe. So the number goes at something like 30 central counterparty institutions that operate sometimes regionally or nationally and that all in a way compete among themselves for market share. In the US, in contrast, you do not have this fierce competition. You do not have these many CCPs. There's more a utility approach to central counterparties. So basically one big counterparty servicing the entire market. Again, in Europe, in contrast, CCPs are also for-profit entities, so they try to be profitable. We would expect in Europe the number of CCPs to diminish over time because there are these great advantages for having larger market share. We call it economies to scale that prevail and that will most likely reduce the number of CCPs that will exist maybe five or 10 years from now. But currently we have about 30 of these institutions. And in that sense, I think there are too many at the moment. What impact would that have on the industry? Well, the ideal number in a very economic sense is one. Because this uh, whole industry is what we call a natural monopoly. So there's a tendency for consolidation just because the average cost is reduced, is decreasing in the size of their institutions. Of course, one would say maybe we want a little bit of competition that increases innovation and keeps institutions efficient. So there's a certain tension when you go to complete monopoly. But certainly the number 30 in Europe is way too large and we will certainly end up with a much smaller uh, number. Now you asked for the impact that this large number of CCPs will have on the industry. I think the most important is that there is a lot of competition in this industry and this competition will lead to the crowding out of some central counterparties. And that process is likely be accompanied by what we call predatory margining. Predatory competition means that one company tries to undercut the terms, the prices at which others are operating in the market. And by undercutting the price, I really mean reducing the margin requirement, the collateral requirements for its own clients. So to make it cheaper, so to speak, for firms or for banks to enter into such a contract. And of course, this is a, from the point of view of the market as a whole, this is a great risk, namely the risk that the overall collateral that the market produces is too little. And that is commensurate to saying that maybe the stability of the central counterparty is less developed than it could be. So this is the reason why we think we need a single supervisor to oversee this competitive process, to oversee all CCPs that currently exist, to make sure that they do not enter into predatory margining, into undercutting each other through inefficient low level of collateral posting. Thank you very much for your insightful comments. We appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you very much for having me at that podcast. It was a pleasure. We want to thank Professor Cronin for sharing his insight with us today on this very timely topic. You can find the transcript of this podcast on DerivSource.com or download the podcast or all of our podcasts on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Join us next time.